Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. All right, everybody, listen to Bloomberg Markets on this Wednesday, July 26, 2017. We've already talked about uh, the Fed's uh, meeting and the results of that meeting. Uh, not too much market reaction. Can I talk about Ford, though, because we are seeing some market reaction uh, to their news, Corey. Uh, indeed, a really interesting quarter from Ford. We're going to talk to the chief financial officer uh, with some really interesting look and a really interesting quarter uh, from Ford and talking about competition with Tesla, Alphabet, Google, Apple, and and the likes. Uh, interesting times for Ford, indeed. Let's get to the very latest in uh, business news headlines from Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. First, the numbers at the close of floor trading on the NYMEX, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit uscfinvestments.com, uscfinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate Crude rallying $3 uh, up today by $0.89, cents, Forty-eight seventy-eight on WTI. That is a gain of one point. Federal Reserve left its benchmark rate unchanged at today's policy meeting, said it would begin trimming its multi-trillion dollar balance sheet relatively soon. Let's get more now from Bloomberg's Vindy Dell Judice. The Fed built up the balance sheet during the financial crisis to lower long-term borrowing costs after it cut its benchmark rate to zero. It was an emergency move to protect the teetering economy. Economists say the roll-off of the $4.5 trillion balance sheet could be announced as soon as September. In their policy statement, Fed officials said household spending and business investment continue to expand and near-term risks to the economy appear roughly balanced. Benny Dell, Judice Bloomberg Radio. S&P 500 index up one-tenth of one percent to 2480. Dow Industrials up 108 at a record, trading higher by five-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up nine, up one-tenth of one percent. Gold up two-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Well now, Lord, Mr. Ford, I just wish that you could see what your simple company reported its latest quarterly earnings. The automaker surprising Wall Street with better than expected results. They also lifted an annual profit forecast. Even so, though, we're seeing uh, shares of Ford under some pressure pressure in today's session. In fact, it's down uh, about 2%. Let's bring in Bob Shanks, though. He's Executive Vice President, Chief Financial Officer at the Ford Motor Company. Uh, Bob, great to have you here with Corey and myself on Bloomberg Radio. I was looking at some of the comments coming off of the uh, call with uh, analysts and you specifically talked about redirecting capital from car models. Tell us about capital deployment right now at Ford. Well, it's certainly an area that we're very much focused on and have been uh, for for quite some time. But um, the specific uh, comment was around trying to, uh, first of all, make sure that we're allocating capital where we get an appropriate return. Secondly, that we're allocating capital where we can get the best return. So think of that as... Uh, allocating capital away from weaker parts of the business to stronger parts of the business, particularly if we can't address the underlying weakness that uh, is causing a weak return in the first place. If you think about what we did with um, small cars and specifically the next generation focus in North America, uh, we ultimately decided to uh, produce that in China, which is actually our largest global production footprint for focus anywhere in the world. So it's got great scale. To put it there, we only have to invest in one plant instead of two, one in China, one here or in Mexico is where it was going to go. We saved a billion dollars from doing that. With that billion dollars, we can now deploy to stronger parts of the business or other parts of the business, growth areas like electrification, autonomy, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. where we can get um, great returns. So that's just a small example, but 
there's a lot of uh, that type of work and thinking underway as we kind of unpack our strategy, as Jim Hackett mentioned in the call. I want to ask you, though, because I feel like uh, CFOs have been for a while now, especially coming off of the financial crisis, you know, uh, much more involved in corporate strategy, making sure that the money, the capital expenditures are spent in the most productive way for the company. And I'm curious, in, in your position as Ford CFO, you know, as you watch this increased uh, and faster move to EVs, electric vehicles, you know, how are you, and autonomous vehicles, how are you advising kind of your company to spend money in the best way to plan for the future? Well, that's a good question. First of all, I'd say it's uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's not my role. It's uh, it's a team sport at Ford, and, and the senior team is very much uh, as a team engaged in and uh, thinking through those choices, and uh, and then ultimately making those um, those decisions. And when you think about what we have to do, and this is the interesting part, I heard the uh, you know the setup to the call. Exciting times at Ford. Exciting times in this industry because we have to make decisions that not only. Uh, if you think about it, are, are addressing the renewal of the traditional business as you, you know, may have thought about it over a hundred year period. Mm-hmm. But we've also got to think about the investments we have to made, uh, make for a business that's going to be really radically transformed over the next 10 or 15 years from electrification, from autonomous vehicles, from a lot of digital services that are going to be enabled by the connected nature of our products. So we have to have like two, two, two parts of our brain working. <laughs> yeah. One that's sort of traditional nearer short and near midterm and then the other that's making those calls on capital for for investments that may not pay off for you know quite some time but if you don't make them now you know you you will be so far behind you'll just be out of it um you know once the the market really kind of comes to scale in those areas well uh, to that i mean do you expect let's call it you know 15 20 years from now when autonomous cars could be a a reality and self-driving vehicles do you expect that's going to be more cars sold or fewer cars sold and explain why well, that's something that gets a lot of debate and discussion, not just uh, in Ford, but, you know, across the industry and those that follow us and, and support us. There's a lot of different views on that, frankly, uh, Corey. I mean, uh, our, our point of view, I wouldn't say it's that strong, frankly, because it's, it's sort of like looking in the, you know, the, uh, the crystal ball here. But it is possible that once it really takes off, there could be an initial dip in industry sales um, as um, – uh, you know, people buy more or there's more of those types of products that are available that, that cause others to then not purchase vehicles. Uh, but the other thing that we do expect is these vehicles will be used much more than uh, traditionally individually owned products. So the cycle uh, in terms of uh, when you replace them and how frequently you have to replace them will be quite different than a normal vehicle. So once that cycle kicks in, uh, you know, you probably will see uh, a bump back up in sales because you'll have to be, you know, replacing those products more more faster in a, in a, in a quicker manner than a traditional vehicle. So I'll have to wait and see. I mean, I have no idea, frankly, but but that's one of the scenarios that we've been looking at. See, unlike me, you, you have to make a bet, though. That's that's a, that's a hard part <laughs> yeah, of your you job. Yeah. And the easy part uh, about mine. So what do you do? I, I think the interesting thing is, well, first of all, we think that it's going to be very slow to take off. I think this is part of what uh, you know Jim Hackett mentioned on the call today about not over-romanticizing the future. Um, there are going to be a lot of constraints, a lot of issues with these uh, types of products, these robots, if you will, initially. So they'll probably be very purposeful in terms of who uses them, how they're used, where they're used, what weather conditions, and, and so forth. And then as the technology advances and as um, you know, people become more accustomed to them and there's greater uses for them, there's more scale for them, you know, they'll start to take off more. So I think we'll have a transitional period 
uh, where we'll be able to manage that uh, much more effectively. But to your point, we do have to make the investments now in those robots, yeah. and so that's that's what we're doing. Yeah, it's fascinating time uh, for this industry uh, and many other industries. Bob, thank you so much. Bob Shanks, he's executive vice president, yep, chief financial officer at Ford Motor Company, uh, joining us on the phone from Dearborn, Michigan. I think it's an interesting point that he made, Corey, because I guess we need to give companies time to make those investments that are going to pay off longer oh. down the road. You and I talk about Is this the market all the going to time. Do that, though? I, don't I mean, know. is the market going to allow that time? Are they going to be really surprised by these results? It's glad to hear Ford's thinking about it. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Nathan Hager right now. He's got a look at what's going on in the world of national news headlines. He's in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Well, the top headline, Corey, is President Trump says he's not going to allow transgender individuals to serve in the military. He made that announcement in three tweets this morning. And now the Pentagon says it's working with the White House on just how to implement this policy change. Democratic Congressman Scott Peters says he'll try to amend the defense spending bill to block this move. But, you know, my guess is with Republican control of both houses of Congress, uh, that would unlikely to be successful reversing the president's policy on this. That's Bloomberg government senior defense analyst Rob Levinson. As debate continues in the Senate on repeal of Obamacare, President Trump's taking aim at one of his fellow Republicans, Alaska's Lisa Murkowski, for breaking ranks. Get more on that from Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Murkowski voted no to a procedural vote to debate a Republican health care plan. Trump tweeted this morning, Murkowski really let the Republicans down and our country down yesterday. Too bad. Murkowski, along with fellow Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine, have insisted that Obamacare should not be repealed without an adequate replacement. Michael Barr, Bloomberg Radio. Later this evening, the president heads to Wisconsin for a jobs announcement. It's expected to be that Foxconn is building a liquid crystal display panel plant in that state. A person familiar with the plan says this factory will be in House Speaker Paul Ryan's home district. will employ about 3,000 people at first. This announcement set for about 5 o'clock Wall Street time. Bloomberg Radio will bring it to you live. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In Washington, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.